You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. The need to speak with God. The need to speak with God. Today on Words of Encouragement. As we move into this week, if, you're, if you are following along in the book, and, and if you've gotten behind, it's okay. I'm telling you, this is between you and the Lord. It's set up day by day, but this is between you and the Lord. If it takes you a little, uh, a little bit to get through it, that's okay. I still encourage you to, to make your way through. But uh, this week is talking about prayer and spending time with God in prayer And I entitled this, The Need to Speak with God. Have you ever had a need to speak to a friend? You know, you had something happen to you and you're just all excited. You want to tell somebody about it and 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 you've got a friend. Uh, It it was maybe some serious information. Maybe it was something funny. Maybe it was something uh, that just affected your life in a big way. But you wanted to share it with a friend. Well, what is happening when that happens? When you share with a friend your experience, what is happening there? Communication? Sure. But there's also relationship happening. There is a bond that is, getting, getting, uh, that is being made just that much tighter. Because shared experiences with our friends and with other people. I mean, shared experiences are very, very important in relationship. Uh, You grow closer with shared experiences. And when you share experiences with those people, those friends that you have. And in a relationship, time together is never wasted. Did you hear me? Time together in any relationship is never wasted. Wasted, even if you are simply sitting there next to each other. Just being in the same room with a friend, just being there, that's not wasted time. That's not wasted time. The same is true with you and God. There needs to be a closeness, a closeness if there's going to be a relationship. There needs to be a, some shared experiences, some things that we talk to God about. God, this is what happened to me today. Now, you know, I know he knows. I mean, you, you know that he knows what happened to you. But look, even so, take time to share it with God. Talk to him. Take time to talk with him about what happened to you. He'd love to hear from you. He is your heavenly father. He is your heavenly father who loves you, who made a way for you to be with him in heaven forever and ever 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 and ever. He did that, so he wants to hear from you. He wants to hear from me. He wants to hear from us. So share those moments with God uh, that you have throughout your day. Talk to him. You're not crazy when you talk to the Lord. What if somebody sees me? You know what? These days, it doesn't matter. You know why? Because they've got these little Bluetooth things you can stick in your ear. And I've seen people walking around talking. I'm like, that's, that's, he's off his nut. I mean, you know, this guy's crazy. He's a little, you know, daft. I mean, he's, he's, he's mental. <laughs> Something's wrong with that guy. But no, he's got one of those little ears. He's talking to somebody. You know, so, so really it doesn't matter. People think, oh, well, you've got, he's got, oh, they got one of those Bluetooth things stuck in their ear. That's what they're doing, you know. We're, we're, we're learning that we don't look at people and go, well, that's, they're crazy. No. They're, yeah. 
So look, free reign. You can go talk to the Lord all, all you want out in public. <laughs> just go talk to him. Just talk to him in your car. That's one, that was one of the first times I saw that, and I thought, oh, my goodness, who's he talking to? I mean, just a talk and talk and talk, and I thought, boy, that, there's nobody in his car. Does anybody see this? There's nobody in his vehicle, and he's just talking away, and I thought, he's not singing. I can tell he's not singing. I was like, well, this is so crazy, but that's what's happening. But you and I, we can talk to the Lord. <laughs> we can always talk to the Lord. If you are willing and able, I'm going to ask that you stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God from Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 and 23. Matthew 14, 22 and 23. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he sent the crowds away. After he had sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. May God bless the reading of his word. I invite you to be seated this morning. Well, we see some things here in this passage of Scripture. Uh, and we have visited this passage before. Uh, but I, I'm, we're looking at it again because we're looking at what happened here with Jesus. First, we see Jesus sends his friends away. Now, this is after the feeding of the 5,000, after the fragments of food are left over and picked up and placed into 12 baskets. Jesus sends his friends and his disciples away. First part of verse 22. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. Wow. Wow. They just experienced a, a huge miracle here of Jesus feeding all of these people. Just experienced this m huge miracle of God. He took a, that he had taken a bit of, bit of food and, and made more from it to feed over 5,000. This is just major deal here. Uh, but Jesus, is no, he knows what's happening. Knowing what is happening, he immediately sends them to the boat to cross over to the other side of the sea of Galilee. He made them. He constrained his disciples. He compelled them to get into the boat and go away. Y'all need to get in the boat. Y'all need to go ahead. Come on. Let's go. Let's get in the boat. Let's, yeah, I want y'all over there. I want you to go over on the other side. I, right now. <laughs> yes, right now. And he compels them to go. Jesus is headed to the mountain to pray, according to verse 23. And he sends those closest to him away. Hmm. What that says to me is Jesus wants one-on-one -on -one time with the Lord. He wants one-on-one -on -one time with his heavenly Father. He doesn't want distractions. He doesn't want his friends around at the time. He wants one-on-one -on -one time with God. Every pastor is supposed to promote this, this teaching. Because I've always heard preachers talk about get in your closet, go home and get... And I, as a little boy, I just thought, boy, it's dark in there. I don't know. I just never... I thought, wow, I don't know about that prayer closet. That's, it's dark, you know. I don't know. But finally, when I understood what, it, what, what the meaning is, get alone, get away from everyone, pray, talk to the Lord. You and I can talk to God. He loves us. He longs to hear from us. He gets, I think he gets excited when we talk to him. I really don't think God is saying, well, it's about time you talk to me. My goodness, you've been going through so much. And you, 
I've been here waiting for you to come to me, and you, where were you? I, you I, now you come. I don't know if I have time now for you. That's not our God. I don't picture God like that. I picture God as the moment you call on His name, God, I need your help. He's like, what, what do you need? What do you need? He's better than a lot of spouses. Just saying. Uh, you know, I, just, wow. I mean, He's there. <laughs> he immediately turns His attention to you. And that's how I see God. He is there for us. He didn't want distractions at this point, though. Jesus didn't. How much one-on-one time do you have with the Lord? How much one-on-one time do you have with Him? If we had a prayer bit, you know, they have the little fit bit, tracks your steps. If we had a prayer bit that tracked how long we spent in prayer, what would ours say? What would yours say? What would mine say during a day? What would it total up to be? I, I don't know. Interesting. I, I, it would be interesting to look at, wouldn't it? Hmm. Jesus intentionally sent those closest to him away so he could speak with God. How many times have you removed yourself from your closest friends to talk to the Lord? How many times have you had to change your schedule in order to spend time with God? Whoa, now that's a big question there. Maybe we need to. Maybe you need to. Maybe I need to change my schedule a little so that I can spend more time with the Lord. Oh, that's a good idea. Something to think about. How many times have you had uh, God as your top priority instead of something else? Where does God rank in importance in your life? Is God really just the guy that you go see and visit on Sunday? Or is He someone who is a, that you have a personal relationship that you walk with Him every day? Is he, I really believe in my heart that there are too many Christians that have God at his house. You know, they say that this is the house of God. They say that God is, is at his house and we go visit him on Sundays. And during the week, well, that's just, hey, I'm free. I'm doing whatever I want to do during the week. It's the week. But look, in order to have a relationship with someone, you have to spend time with them. And so you can't just say, well, I, yeah, yeah, well, I, I know God. I see him, I go visit him every Sunday. You know, we visit on Sunday. We got, me and God, we got a good thing going on every Sunday. What about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? What about those days? Do those matter? Do those count? If you want a relationship with God, they, they, they better count. You and I better be walking with him in relationship because God wants that. That's a neat thing. He wants it. He desires it. He wants that of us. He desires to have a relationship with us. Now who, I mean, look out. Come on. Who could reject the God of the universe who loves us, who sent Jesus to die on the cross for us? How could we reject him and say, oh, we don't want to have a relationship with you? He longs to have it with us. How can we say to him, well, you know, I, I don't have time. Oh, I don't have time? Some things we must think about. Look, Jesus wanted to have that relationship with His heavenly Father. He walked with Him. He took time to talk with Him. You must experience regular one-on-one time with God if you want a relationship with Him. That's just the, the facts. You and I have got to spend time with Him. We've got to just make ourselves sit down and talk to the Lord. 
Dear God, I've had a rough day. I don't know what, I, I don't know how to fix it. I don't know what to do about it. I just need to share with you how I feel. And God says, come on, get it out. Get it out. Share with me. I want to know. I want to hear it from you. I'm here for you. That's our God. Sometimes you need to send those closest to you away in order to pray. Sometimes you need to just get away from those people (laughs) that are closest to you. You just need to set yourself apart and say, hey, I need to talk to the Lord. Notice Jesus also sends the crowds away. Second part of verse 22 uh, while he sent the crowds away. He sends, the, he sends his disciples, go to the other side, and then he sends the crowds away. In order for distractions to be erased, he did not need all those people around. He did not need all those people around. He needed solitude. He needed to be alone. My goodness, even Superman has a fortress of solitude. If you know Superman real well, he was white with that. Some ice, some, this ice place way out somewhere in, uh, I started to say in North America, <laughs> in north of the, of the globe. He's up there somewhere, you know. But no, Jesus wanted time alone, a time away. Have you ever tried to pray in a room of people to yourself? That's just, I mean, people are talking a lot. Sometimes it's hard to focus, it's hard not to watch the people. You just kind of want to watch them and see what's going on. It's hard not to be distracted. And the devil loves to distract us from communicating with God. Because why? Because he knows that you draw closer to God when you talk to God. And he knows that's not good. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want you drawing closer to God. Because what happens if you do? God just might use you in this world. Oh, no. And the devil says, no, I don't need that. I just, if I can keep my people distracted long enough, they will be of no use to God, and I will be happy. If I can keep God's people distracted enough, then they won't talk with God. They won't get close to God. They won't be useful in His hands. And, hey, I've got them where I want them. Let me tell you that inside of you this morning, something should have, a flag should have gone up. Something should have rattled you and made you a little bit angry because that's how the devil works. He wants you distracted and you need to know that that's how he works and you need to know that you can overcome that by spending time with the Lord. You just push through. You say, forget it. No, I want to be useful in the hands of God. I want God to use me. I don't want to just, here I am in life, just making it the best I can. You know, well, okay, well, I go to work. All right, well, okay, I got to run these errands. And, oh, got a big day ahead of me. Got to go to the grocery store today. That's a big, big chore, you know. And, yeah, if you go to Walmart and walk the whole <laughs> store, it is a chore. But we, we, we just get so in the, the, the mundane, the, just the drudgery, the, the, the rut of life. And we don't spend time with the Lord and we're not able to be useful in His hands. Look, the closer we are to the Lord, the better we hear His voice. And when God speaks, we hear Him. And, then God, and when God says, hey, you, look, you hadn't seen that person over there in a long time. You need to go talk to them. Oh, I do. You hear His voice. Because you're close to the Lord. You're not just doing your thing. You've been walking with Him. You've been talking with Him. You've been spending time with Him in prayer. And when you do that, you draw close to Him. And you're hearing His voice when He speaks to you. Sometimes it's necessary to leave those crowds of people, though, 
because they derail us from talking to the Lord. Now, one reason he sent these crowds away was because, according to John's account of this occasion, the people were about to come and take him by force that they might make him king. So they were after him. They were wanting to make him king. They really, oh, he's the, he's the Messiah. It's real, I think it's him. And they were really ready to make him king. They were excited. But that's not what needed to happen. That's not what needed to happen. Jesus, knowing their hearts, is like, no, y'all need to go away. <laughs> I'm sending you away. I, he knows what's in their minds here. This, this is not something that needed to happen. And Jesus dismisses the disciples first and then the crowd. If the crowd had made the move before the disciples left, it's highly possible that the disciples would have just jumped on that train with them and said, yes, yes, he is the king. Oh, it would have been really difficult. for Well, not for Jesus. <laughs> but it would have been pretty crazy at that point. Jesus would have had to have done something supernatural, probably just to say, y'all, mute. <laughs> something needs to stop here. So he sends his disciples away first because they could easily get swept up in this, 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 this excitement that the crowds had. He sends them away and then he sends the crowds away because he's going to talk to his heavenly father. And this is the goal. This is where he's headed. If the crowd had made the move to make him king it, 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 with the disciples there, it, it could have gone south. But Jesus protects them from that temptation by sending them to the boat. You can go to, get on the boat, go across to the other side. There are times when you need to separate yourself from others in order to speak to the Lord. In order for you to focus, you may have to physically remove yourself from people. You may just have to say, hey, I got, a, I got something I need to do. I'll see you all later. And you need to go and talk to the Lord. When we were on vacation, there were so many people uh, where we were that my mind were, was on all of them. I was just taking it all in. So many different people from different places around the world. I was like, oh, wow, look at all these people. And, and some of them, you know, just to look at them, you said, oh, American, American, American. But then you heard them speak and you said, ah, German, Swedish, Portuguese, Hispanic. It was like, whoa, this is so cool. I, I, I was just taking it all in. Um, I had questions in, the, in my mind, you know, where from their country, where in their country were they from? Um, what did they do to earn a living? I, I was people watching. Uh, my mind was... Nowhere near talking to God. I was looking at what he had created and wondering about them as they walked around. <laughs> I thought, wow, look at this. This is crazy. It, yeah, a time like that may not be the time to get alone with the Lord. You, you need to get away from the people. But distractions are all around us. It's difficult to speak to someone else when they are distracted. I've been speaking with someone and someone else just walks up and starts speaking um, to, to them, and, and their attention turns away from me to them. And I'm like, am I here? I mean, we, we were just talking, and someone came up and, and started talking, and I'm, I'm like, hey, hey, what happened? I say, you know, suddenly I, I, I figure out that I've got the power of invisibility. And I think, wow, I just, I just disappeared. It's incredible. I can do that. Wow, that is so cool. But I don't mean to. I don't want to. And that's when it happens. And it's like when I don't want it to happen. Uh, but I've been speaking to someone and that happened. And that is not only rude, but it's very annoying. And I just think about when we're talking to the Lord and we get distracted. I wonder how God feels. God, 
I need your help today. I really, really am struggling dealing with this. Wow, what is that? Oh, I'm on, oh I've been wanting to watch that. Oh, yeah. I'll turn up the volume here. I need to see. What does that make God feel? How does that make God feel? What does it make him feel? I really wonder how he feels when we're distracted when we're talking to him. God, I, I, I really am having an issue with that person. I really am. I really want that to work. Oh, boy, I forgot. I got to go to Walmart. I got to go get. Oh, man, we're out of bread. I got to go get the bread. It's really, <laughs> I, I know God will forgive me. I know that. But I'm just thinking in human terms how annoying that annoyed I get when someone comes and distracts me. Or, or distracts the person who's talking to me. I, I, I get annoyed at that. It's so annoying. And I just wonder, how does God feel when we're talking to Him? And On the other hand, what, how does He feel when we go to sleep? Ever been there? Ever been there talking to the Lord? And all of a sudden, you just, you're out. <laughs> it's like, you know, and you think, oh my goodness, I never hung up with God. I never hung up. I, I just, we were still on the, the line, still open. <laughs> I just wonder about that. How does he feel? How does he feel? I think he understands. I think he does. But I, I know from a human perspective how annoying that can be. And I, I just, I can't help but think it's a little rude, though, <laughs> to, just, to just when someone comes along, you know, the, 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 the phone rings or, or you, get a, you get a text or something and you think, oh, I got to find out who that, no, I was talking to God. I got to put that down. You got to wait. I'm talking to the Lord. Sometimes you need to get away from the crowd in order to pray. Sometimes it's necessary. Well, finally, we look at Jesus praying. Look at verse 23. After he had sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. So not only does Jesus dismiss the crowd, his disciples as well. He goes up on a mountain. He had to speak with the Lord and he wasn't going to put it off. He was, he, he's headed to the mountain. He's headed to pray. He's headed to talk to his Father. What can we learn from this? I think that we can learn that meaningful relationships with God or a meaningful relationship with God is not going to come from just a few little sentence prayers throughout the day. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Do not mishear me. God loves to hear through us for, throughout the day. But meaningful time in prayer counts and matters when you're in a relationship with God. Just as those long conversations you have with your friends. Those discussions that you have about a topic, about, about something that's happening in your life. That matters and you want that and you need that. And you need it also with a heavenly father who loves you and who totally understands what you're talking about. That's what you and I need. We need that time with Him. It's going to come in those prolonged periods of one-on-one -on -one time with Him. Well, what is prayer? Prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is direct conversation and communion with God, whether vocal or silent, planned or spontaneous, individual or corporate. Notice, it is communion with God. It's talking to God. It's not treating him like it's not treating him like a business that you call. Yeah, I got a problem with my mower. I need it fixed. Uh, okay, all right. Thank you. And then you don't have any contact with them unless you need them again. Oh yeah, my mower's broke again. No, this is a relationship. You know him. He knows you. This is a relationship we're talking about. 
And we need this relationship. John Edgar McFadden said this, Prayer implies reciprocity. In other words, it's back and forth. It is more than meditation. It is communion. It is dialogue, not monologue. God, I got all this happening to me. I need your help on this. I got this and this and this and this and this and this. All right, thank you. See you later. It's not monologue. It's dialogue. It is not enough that man speak to God. He goes on, John Edgar McFadden. We'll say it that way. It is not enough that man speak to God. He must believe that God can hear and in some way speak to him again. Prayer is not something we use as a last resort. It's not, it, it should be something we do on a regular basis. Ruth Graham, Ruth Bell Graham, wife of Billy Graham, once said, Pray when you feel like it, for, for it is a sin to neglect such an opportunity. Pray when you don't feel like it, for it is d- dangerous to remain in such a condition. Oh, I like that. When you spend time with God in Bible study and prayer, you begin to know Him. You begin to see how He works. You begin to understand Him. Oh, it's so important that we do. You begin to know Him better and better with each portion of time you spend with Him. One-on-one communication, necessary. Necessary for a healthy and meaningful relationship with your Heavenly Father. Make time to talk with Him. Make time to spend time with Him. You can't live your life waiting on Him to make the first move to communicate with you. Because guess what? He's already made it. He's already made the first move. He already made that first move through Jesus. He already made the first move in in having a relationship with you when He sent His Son Jesus to die on that cross for you. That was the move that He made. There it is. It's up to us to respond. It's up to us to do something Next, we know His intent toward us, but we're in a position now where we are to respond to Him. Respond to Him. Sometimes you need to send those closest to you away. Sometimes you need to get away from the crowd, send them away, so that you can then talk to the Lord and have a relationship that He wants to have with you. In order to do that, you must speak to Him daily. Daily. Isn't that how it is with your friends? Isn't that how it is with your friends? I have a friend, and, and my goodness, I, I mm, overcommunication, I would almost say. And yet I'm learning that's what it takes. That's what it takes to have a friend. You've got to talk with them. You've got to discuss with them. And that's what God wants with us. Boy, that's what He wants with us. He wants to hear from us. He knows how we are. He knows that we got up late. He knows that we're frustrated. He knows that we didn't get enough to eat for lunch. He knows when we got too much. He knows. But He wants to hear from us. He just wants to hear from us. We're His children. Just as a father wants to hear from his children, God wants to hear from His children. Let Him hear from you. Let Him hear from you this week. Talk to Him. Take some time. One of the most important relationships we have is that with our Heavenly Father. And if you don't have that relationship, if you, if you have not made that decision to walk with God, to ask Him to forgive you of your sins, to come into your heart, to be in charge of your life, if you've not done that, 
want to ask you to consider that, to think about that. In fact, you can do it right now. All you have to do is tell God, if you are, <laughs> that you're sorry for your sins. The Bible teaches that all sin is against God. And if you're sorry for those sins, if you would like to be forgiven, all you need to do is ask him and he will forgive you. And then simply ask him to be in charge of your life. Give your life to him. Allow him to be in charge. And my friend, if you will do that, if you will ask God to forgive you of your sins, to come into your heart, to be in charge of your life, he will. He will. And you will belong to him. You can go to him at any time of need. You need to walk with him, and that's what you will want to do once you ask him to come into your heart. That's my prayer for you today. If you have not asked Jesus to come into your heart, to forgive you of your sins, to be in charge of your life, that you will do that today. I'm praying for you. Each one of us needs to have a relationship with God himself. For more information, you can always go to fbcwinsboro.com, fbcwinsboro.com. And on the right-hand side of our website, you'll see a link that will lead you uh, to Jesus, uh, to peace with God. Remember, you matter to God and to us at the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana.